1: Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
2: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands.
4: Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.
2: May outdoor
5: restaurant and a fully equipped gym rest on a breathtaking rooftop with panoramic views of the city. Oasis Park Residences, located at Shashi Tetequashi, 10 minutes from the International Airport, is the ideal place for all your accommodation needs. Why don't you give us a call on 020 4343009 or visit our website at oasisparkresidences.com to make your reservations. Oasis Park Residences, more than a home. It's Nasco Small Appliances
6: Flash Sales Promo. You stay in or get outside. Happy times with your family, picnics, and more. Get go with the iconic Nasco Small Appliances. The Nasco Kettle, 99 Ghana Cities. Blender, 279. Nasco Coffee Maker is going for 139 Ghana Cities. Portable Dry Iron, 99 Ghana. Portable Water Boiler, 129 Ghana Cities. Stand and Fan, 299. High Quality Popcorn Maker, 259 Ghana Cities. You can take these anywhere as a joyous festive season awaits Ramadan and Easter. And sandwich maker. Yes, it is love from NASCO. And for those who want to stay indoors this season, go for your NASCO TV AC Fridges, Washing Machines, and more. The iconic NASCO smaller appliances will take
5: you everywhere. Call 024-243-9437. From the producers of Run For Your Wife comes another theatrical masterpiece.
7: She came to you to protect
5: me and the child she was going to have. doesn't matter who made us confess. We killed her. You killed her.
4: In honor of Ecole Blankson. When was the last time you saw her? Is it
5: your business how I run my business? A detective calls The Most Intriguing
2: Play of the Year
5: Stages at the National Theater. Saturday 22nd and Sunday 23rd April with the legendary Fred Amugi, Akofa Ejani, Na Ashoko, Jackie Ankra, Roland Adom, Fifi, Coleman, Andrew
2: Tandardote, and a lot more. A Detective Call. Tickets are selling now for 100 Ghana cities only at Airport Shell, Batonato Town, Nalem Stores, and at ImageBureauGH.com or Dow Star 365 Star 2020 Hash. Supported by Caveman Watches, Ghana Tourism Authority, Neplant Car Rentals, Joy FM, and Daily Guide. It is produced by ImageBureau and April Communications. Powered by Stambic Bank and proudly brought to you by Ebony Condoms. A Detective, a detective calls. calls. This is not a comedy.
5: Hello and welcome to Newsnight. In this package, government makes significant progress in engagement with multilateral partners to support Ghana's economy, but experts are sounding the alarm bells of dire times for Ghana's economy should this drag any longer.
6: We are cutting salt for this today, cutting salt for that today. And you know that most of the salt you are cutting, you don't have money to even start the work.
5: We'll take you live to Washington DC and bring you the very latest from the ongoing spring meet and meanwhile the managing director of the IMF is warning lower income countries risk sliding into deeper crisis unless the world steps in to help.
8: Without this support, not only their people would have experienced tremendous, tremendous hardship, but that would have created instability affecting way beyond their borders
5: also ghana's inflation slumps more than projected as food fuel and stable cd compel rates to drop below 50 percent we have details as the imf boss pushes for further policy rate hikes to tame inflation
8: central banks have to continue to keep interest rates higher to combat it
5: and as part of our drone Use tracker, we assess how medical drone services are impacting healthcare delivery in Jantuakrum, a remote farming community in the Wasamevu West municipality.
9: But for the drones, you just type it, papa papa Jantuakrum. We need this within the next thirty minutes. The drone will be here. It force you pick everything. No breakages. Everything is there, and it's very convenient. And in business,
7: Western North records highest regional inflation rate of 67.3%, far higher than the national rate of 45%. We have details from the government statistician.
10: And much later on Climate Focus this week, we take you on a trip into the forest hosting Ghana's only instrument measuring how much carbon is moving around.
11: Then we can know uh, how how well to plant most of these trees and how to even protect these trees from them going to extinction.
5: We'll be telling you what scientists are discovering in the Bia Forest. It's a pleasure to have you here. Get interactive with us much later at WhatsApp line 0551111997. 11 MFI and I will be standing by to read your comments. I'm Bernice Abubeydoulansa. We'll be back with the details in a moment. It's a pleasure to have you here this evening. I'm doing this with MFA Apau. Tonight, government is making significant progress in engagements with multilateral partners to support Ghana's quest for a financial bailout. That's the latest update from the finance minister, Ken Oferiata, on his personal Twitter handle. According to him, government's engagement with the IMF, the International Financial Corporation, the Japan Development Agency, and others is progressing smoothly.
10: We'll soon be joined by joining news editor um, George Riafe, but for some economic are already concerned about how long the economy can withstand what they believe has been the delay in assessing the program risk analyst dr theo Echampong is one of them
6: if the the deal delays and the first tranche of the funding is not released basically look the 2023 budget numbers don't make sense anymore so we'd have to go back to parliament and represent a new um you know um estimate. So we don't the the, the finance minister wouldn't have to wait until the mid-year budget in July. I suspect that he would have to go back to Parliament between now and July, possibly sometime, you know, towards the end of the month with some revised budget numbers, but especially on the expenditure side, some deeper cuts on expenditure to compensate for the the loss of revenue.
10: Well, economist and tax analyst Eric campon says failure to secure the deal by the end of the month could spell doom for the country.
6: In fact, we should have taken the decision to go to the IMF in 2022, but I think that we felt we would be able to manage things and turn things around. And so unfortunately, we have had to come to this point because if we do not get the bailout by probably the end of this month, it is going to have an effect on the growth and uh, development of Ghana. Businesses, uh, every everybody is complaining, and it is because of the fact that even right from the beginning of the year, we introduced an additional two and a half percent for the VAT, which is already killing some of the businesses. And we are not careful. What is going to happen is that it is going to get worse.
5: You heard economist and tax analyst Eric Aponser speaking there about the impending doom if we fail to secure an IMF deal by the end of the month. Let's head to Washington, D.C. now. Uh, my colleague and editor with Joy Business, George Riafe, standing by for us. Uh, George, what more are you learning beyond the finance minister's tweet that talks are going well? Well,
4: the, <coughs> the tweet captures it all. Oh. Again, not even trying to follow what the minister of finance is saying but other actors in all these engagements, these multinationals if you engage them and you talk to them what you get from them is that they are willing to help government uh, stabilize the economy but it's also government willing to take necessary commitment to help stabilize the economy so yes they identify the problems the economy has faced, they still have that belief that despite some can be attributed to government and how it has managed things they also argue that Some externalities have also contributed to the current situation. If you watched or listened to the the fiscal monetary report that was released today, even though there are suggestions that, yes, government contributed to the current situation, the director also links it to some external challenges that has brought the country uh, to the current situation. So from all these multinational partners, the World Bank, the IMF, JICA, and all those people, you get the indication that, they cannot afford to let Ghana feel. For instance, yesterday in the Paris Club meeting, some of the countries that were invited to more of have an invitation status. We had India deciding that they are going to participate in the credit committee that has been established, meaning that they are also willing to also offer some debt cancellation to Ghana. India is not a member of the Paris Club, but even though China has argued that they don't want to be part for now, they argue, they maintain that maybe they will come back later after they deal with this challenge of how the debts owed China should be classified because some are owed by the Exim Bank of China. So you get this thing running through all these partners that maybe we can't afford to let Ghana fill. Whether they would communicate that officially to government, we don't know yet. So you realize that everything on their part, they plan to do everything on their part to see how they can engage other partners, external partners, to see how they can come in. To help stabilize the situation for Ghana. And that is what you get when you engage these partners, even away from governments and whatever I'm saying, about what they intend to do to fast track the process. To help stabilize the economy.
5: George, uh, just hang in there a while because, still at the IMF World Bank Spring meetings, we've been hearing from the managing director of the IMF, Kristalina Georgieva, and she's warning lower income countries, including Ghana, risk sliding into deeper crisis if immediate steps aren't taken to meet their demands. At a roundtable discussion involving the U.S. Secretary of Treasury, French President Emmanuel Macron, and the Senegalese president, Madame Georgieva said the fund is making available money and support to alleviate the plight of affected countries.
8: I want to make a double plea on their behalf. Help them handle the burden of debt, which has made life in this country so much harder because of multiple shocks in the last years. And secondly, help ensure that the IMF continues to be in a position to support them in the years ahead. Let me start with debt. About 15% of low-income countries are in debt distress, an additional 45% are near it. About a quarter of emerging market economies are at high risk facing default-like borrowing costs.
5: Right, George. So that's the managing director of the IMF, Kristalina Georgieva. First, um, George, is there any indication about this money she makes reference to, and whether that is a part of what we've already demanded, or there's some separate money going to be made available, and what form will it take uh, in, in in getting to us as a country?
4: So, 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 Ben is the the three billion that we are expected to get from the IMF is purely going to support the balance of payment needs of the country. And that is what will go directly to the Bank of Ghana to aid our imports. And that is just a fraction of the total financing that could be coming to Ghana if we get the program. That is not going to go to government. Now, we have other partners that are supposed to be coming on board. The World Bank, for instance, also is going to advance some money when you call the budget support as well we have other countries and other donor agencies that are going to come on board so yes of course this is just a fraction of the total funding that ghana could be getting over the next three years if we get the program and if you do the extrapolations and the projections some are looking at more than 11 billion dollars spread over the years tied to certain critical conditions the three billion coming from the imf is not money that has been for consumption there's money directly going to the Bank of Ghana's account to help meet our balance of payment needs and support the local currency. So, yes, she's right there. Ghana is going to get part of the funding, but that will be coming from other partners that are going to come on board when Ghana signs up to the fund program.
5: And, um, George, finally, we earlier had economists and tax Analyst, um Eric amponsa raise raising concerns um, about our ability to reach a deal by the end of the month? We know this has been coming since last year. Do we know exactly when we are going to get at least the $3 billion we've requested?
4: It's a billion-dollar question that everybody's waiting to get some answer. And and, and I'll try and make this as short as possible. Now, if, for instance, today Ghana's program is ready, the documents and everything, got it, everything, the preconditions... It should go through certain departments. One is the African department and several departments. That could take about six weeks. Now, unless the fund is prepared to grant some waivers to Ghana, then you know where we are looking at, somewhere in May or even June. But looking at how we've made some progress over the past months, and it appears the fund is willing to give some waivers to Ghana to help us get the program and how things are moved very fast. We might not be wrong if we project that the economists will say that all other things being equal, middle of May might not be wrong or might be a situation that we can look at to get the board approve of Ghana's program. But it's formed out that in the second quarter, if nothing changes, then we are assured of getting a fund program. The first disbursement coming in soon.
5: Thanks, Georgia. That's Joy Business Editor, George Riafi. joining us from Washington, D.C. He's attending the IMF World Bank Spring.
1: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
2: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands.
0: Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad.
4: Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva RAM 1500, hecha para vivir. RAM es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.
5: Meetings. Let's stay a while on the economy. Uh, Ghana's inflation has maintained its slowing spree after rates dropped to 45% in March 2023. This is the third consecutive month that inflation has slowed after reaching a more than two-decade high of 54.1% in December 2022. According to data from the Ghana Statistical Service, food inflation fell by 8.3% in March 2023 to 50.8%. Also, non-food inflation fell to 40.6% in March 2023, from 47.9% in February 2023. Let's listen to government statistician, Professor Samuel Kobina Inim, who announced the new rates earlier today.
12: Rate of inflation for the month of March 2023 stood at 45.0% for March 2023. This indicates a 7.8 percentage point drop relative to the rate that was recorded in the month of February 2023. In February 2023, we recorded a rate of 52.8 and in January 2023, 53.6, so we are seeing a sharper decline in the rate of inflation between February 2023 and March 2023 with a 7.8 percentage point drop between these two time periods. Food inflation saw a much sharper drop as it recorded 59.1% for the month of February 2023, indicating an 8.3 percentage point difference from a food inflation perspective and a 7.3 percentage point difference from a non-food perspective. So the slow rate... The rate of inflation that we are seeing is largely driven by the sharper drop from a food perspective relative to a non-food perspective.
5: You heard Professor Samuel Kobbenainim. He's government statistician. Well, joining us on the phone now is John Foster He He's head of Price Statistics at the Ghana Statistical Service. Good evening to you and thanks for your time, Mr Ajahu. First of what's accounting for this significant dip in the rate of inflation?
13: Right. So as you he, right heard, the government say, for the month of March, we are seeing significant drop in food inflation. I mean, it simply means that food prices are beginning to slow or are even coming down. And that is the key contributor to this good news that we are having for the month of March.
10: It's interesting that you describe it as good news, but um, listening to some people of all the concerns or the talk around it is actually the fact that whether it's actually going to affect anything uh, in terms of the food or the things we buy, maybe some education in that area.
13: So, my dear, it's not even about it going to affect, it has already affected. So when we do in inflation, what we normally do is that we go to the market and we take parts of things as they are. And so, if we are saying that inflation has slowed to forty-five point zero percent, it has indeed reflected in the pockets of the people because last month it was around fifty-two point eight, and they have seen about seven point eight percent drop. So it's not just about we saying what we expect them to see, but it's what we have experienced in the past month that we are reporting.
10: Well, Mr. Jao, then, are you able to disaggregate this headline figure by walking us through some items that actually recorded rates above the national inflation?
13: Great. So, if you recall, in the past, we always mentioned some items. Then we had fuel, I mean, petrol and diesel. But for this month, we have things like ground malt, palm oil, washing soap, sunflower coconut sanitary part interestingly and underwear, women underwear. But so if you watch carefully you see that we're not doing so well with our garnets. So the granite, whether it's shirt, whether it's granut paste, or garnut oil, all, all these other recording inflation around above the national average, some even in the hundreds. We have bread and sugar also fishing so well. And fish, see the fish that we get from the sea. But among the what catches my eye mostly is washing soup. So it seems that like even though all the others have recorded rates above the national average, on month-to-month basis, a lot of them are even having declined. But for washing soap, it seems to be increasing. And so we should put our eye to that. Mm.
5: And so are we likely to see more of such significant declines? One would say hopefully, but you see, this is subject to all the
13: other factors that come to play, i.e. policy issues, uh, taxes, where that, I mean, if farmers lag and they don't produce more, as I was talking about the Ghana issue, then of course we may not be able to record what item the good news And so if all these things continue, what is happening, I mean, the slow in the fuel prices, the stability of the forest fund, and all this, then indeed we should be seeing a continuation of this decline.
5: And do these factors include getting an IMF board approval? Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit hesitant to say because if the,
13: the, the IMF program comes with treatments. I mean, people talk about con- conditionalities, and then others also talk about it bringing confidence in, the, in, in, in yeah. investors. And so, if the confidence in investors overweigh the convention, then there'll be a lot of investment in the country, and then we can reap the benefit by having lower uh, commodity prices. And so, it's a two way thing that it will be too early in the day to say no, it will affect it negatively or positively.
10: Manusaj, I'm wondering, what really did we do differently? You've been talking about policies amongst others that we didn't do in February, for which reason we had, you know, the figures that we had maybe in December, for instance, we had 50.4. What did we do differently in March such that we have this figure now? Okay, so the
13: this, uh, this inflation rate that we are recording in, in, in March might might not necessarily be only things that we did correctly in March. Mm. It could be the accumulation of things that we have done over the months. So if you watch, the central bank has put in some places like, I mean, uh, uh, tightening the monetary, you know, so there will be so much money in the system. We are also being told about another policy that is uh, a uh, gold for oil. And then so we've seen some stability at the, uh, the first side. So, and then maybe trying to control the export of grains, you know, so some of these products uh, this product started way back, other two or three months ago. The cumulative effect is what we are at today.
10: Okay. Ms. Ajao, we are grateful. We we'll leave it here. That's uh, Jones, uh, John Foster Ajao. He's head of price statistics at the Ghana Statistical Service.
5: The- Meanwhile, the dip in inflation may not translate into a reduction in the cost of borrowing anytime soon as the World Bank and IMF call for continuation of monetary policy tightening by central banks. We do have a significant inflation problem. That
8: means central banks have to continue to keep interest rates higher higher to combat it And that is on the way of restoring the prospects uh, for robust uh, growth. We have seen that this rapid transition from low interest rates, abundant liquidity to high interest rates and much less available liquidity has exposed vulnerabilities in the financial sector. That made the task of policymakers even harder. What we are projecting for this year is global growth would remain below 3% as we projected it earlier this year, and what is more concerning, it would remain around 3% for the next
5: five years. Now, that was Managing Director of the IMF, Kristalina Georgieva. She was speaking at the ongoing IMF World Bank Spring Meetings. This is Newsnight with me, Bernice Abu Lanza and MFA Apau. We'd like to hear from you. The numbers to send your, your comments to 55 Let's do some other stories now. Health workers in Jantwakrum, a remote farming community in the Wasaminfi West Municipality of the Western Region, are impressed with the medical drone delivery service there. According to them, it's... Introduction has positively impacted the lives of residents.
10: Well, managers um, of the chips compound say their drone services have made it easier for them to have access to medications, especially anti-snake drugs, which formerly uh, would have taken several days or weeks to get to their community. My colleague Samuel Kojobrace was in Jantwa Krum and he has joined Straka for today.
14: Jantwa Krum, a farming community. Three hours drive from Asankriwa the municipal capital of the Almanfew West Municipality the Western Region. This remote village is home to a tight-knit community of people who farm for a living. Their community is unfortunately connected by a terrible road network. The community has a chips compound, which serves as the main source of healthcare for the people here and the many others surrounding this community. However, the chips compound is plagued by several challenges. Ben Mieza is in charge of the Jantra Chrome chips compound. Very challenging, but we are managing there is no lights, and we do not have
9: permanent uh, accommodation so we use some of the facility as staff accommodation and during that we can't have space for both male and female when we are to detain people for instance somebody coming to labor and you need a space some a male to occupy that same ward. you see that you decide the male to go home or to refer and attend to the delivery or you let the delivery go ahead it might be that the person might deliver on the way
14: and it's it's very bad the Chips Compound, due to the distant nature of the community, had been battling with the difficulty in transporting their medical supplies, such as vaccines to the facility. But today, with the drone services provided by Zipline, medical supplies including vassins are supplied directly to the Chips Compound, bypassing the poor road infrastructure that otherwise made it difficult to transport medical supplies.
9: As for that one, the, um, by God's grace, we, we have been listed on it. So, uh, our vessels that we talk about is the, the drone that brings to us. Ben Mieser took
14: me through how the drones deliver product to them.
9: So, just in front of the facility, there is a, a space there. So, they came, they came for a survey, and they saw that there are no trees there, the place is very plain. So, when we request about in 30 minutes, 40 minutes, the drone just come, and when it gets here, it gets a little open up, and the thing falls, we pick it, no damages. And as for that, we are grateful
14: to whoever who brought it. Yes. According to him, the drone services have helped them solve their essential needs Sometimes you put them in your vaccine carrier on
9: the motorbike. As you are coming, some of of the vaccine will get broken. Sometimes the people that contain the batch numbers, they get deleted. And by the time you get here, you are uh, frustrated. And sometimes you you have to spend time. Go, by the time you come, the people have come to queue up and it's very bad for because If somebody comes, the person keeps long. the person will not come back again, irrespective of the things that you tell the person. But for the drones, we just type it, Papa, Papa, John to our chips. We need this within the next 30 minutes. The drone will be here. It forces you pick everything, no breakages, everything is there, and it is
14: very convenient. So, as for that one day, we cannot compromise on that. To ban Mesa with the drone services, the future of healthcare delivery in rural Ghana looks promising. We have a bright future
9: with this drone system, and it's it has removed a lot of time wasting, a lot of breakages, and it's, it's exciting. And sometimes the are, they are customer care to
7: their
9: own point. When they tell you, it, it will land on 10.30. 10.30, you have your vaccine. So,
5: so that report was put together by my colleague Samuel Kajabrais, and he joins me in studio. Um, mm. Samuel, yeah. you didn't set out... No. To do the
14: story. No, no, no. Tell us how you came across um, it. I went to Asanka and then a guy who was my, my connector there told me there's this community called Jantra Chrome. They have a chips that doesn't have power. So when, in the night when they have to attend to patients, they, they, they use their, um, mobile, their mobile phone lights. So I said, what, really? Let's go. We went, we're not getting there. I was like, ah, you guys are taking me to a community. Oh, no, we're mm. going. So we get yeah. there. And I see light. And I'm like, ah, so why are you getting to this? So it's powered by Champagne. Ah, Champagne that people are using to destroy. Okay, let, let me tell that. So I told that boy yeah. who
5: yeah. produces light. Then to the in our
14: conversation, this guy says, oh, but fortunately, we are covered by the drone service. So here, the, I'm like, ah, really? Because until then, I had not gone to a community that had experienced a drone delivery. So it was like, oh, this very remote farming community receives uh, deliveries from drone services. Then, oh, let me tell that story to you. And that's how come I did the story. But mm. I mean, sitting back and listening to it, I'm like, wow, this thing. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it was, it's, it's interesting. It, yeah, mm. and and it tells of how beneficial this is yeah, for those you. of us in the city. We may not really appreciate it, but if you mm. go to such communities, that's when. Mm. when you even look at their roads, if and, and imagine those of you women. If you are in labor and they have to, you know, drive you through that road, you may probably lose your life. But today, because of that, the drone just mm. brings blood and, and you, are, you, are, you are sorted out. So, yeah.
5: Right. And at the drone services um, have been noticed by, you know, people outside this country. I remember when the U.S. vice president came here, okay. uh, Kamala Harris, she spoke about it and how it's even spread to other African countries. Uh, so, uh, thankfully, we've been joined by Mr. Samuel Okufu. He's operations lead fulfillment for Zipline. Thank you so much for joining us this evening, sir. So, uh, at your launch in 2019, Vice President Dr. Balmia said this was a major step forward towards giving... Everyone in this country, universal access to life-saving medicines. We've just had the story of John Twakrum. Tell us, since 2019, how far you've been able to spread your services across the country.
15: Okay.
13: Good, good
5: evening. Thank you for having me. Sorry, uh, Mr. Kufu, your line is quite bad. We are struggling to hear you. I'll be grateful if you could reposition yourself. Can we give it another try?
15: Is it better? Much better. Yes.
13: Yeah,
10: um, Mr. Ekufu, unfortunately, we can't hear you. If you're speaking with a an earpiece or anything like that, if you could just um, take it off and then we can hear you. Speak directly into the phone. We we can hardly hear you. Hello, Mr. Ekufu. Okay, we'll try and uh, reconnect uh, with Mr. Ekufu. I'm calling him Mr. Jantua Krum, Jantua story is yeah. exciting. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll try again <laughs> and bring back Mr. Ekufu. We would want to hear, as part of um, the joining Tracker series, uh, to find out um, the coverage of this uh, particular um, service being provided by Zipline. Well,
5: I'm okay. told we have him okay. back. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it will be a better connection now. <laughs> Mr. Ekufu, I hope you you got my, my question. If you did, um, just tell us how far you've been able to spread your coverage across the country.
15: Okay, good evening. Can you hear me clearly now? Great, perfect. Okay. So, we started our operations in 2019 um, when uh, the services was launched in Omenakon, in the eastern region. And um, from there, we started serving about 600 plus health facilities from that distribution center. But as we speak now, over the last four years, we have expanded to six distribution centers. Um, the first one in Omenakon, second one in Asante-Mampon the third in Walewale, Wale, the fourth in also, the fifth in Enum, and the sixth in the OT region, Cratchit. And um, we are currently serving 2,400-plus health facilities, including CHIPS compounds like the one that um, you just spoke about. And um, with that, we are serving about 64% of the of the uh, the population in Ghana. And i would say that since we started operations, we delivered over 300,000... We've done about 300,000 deliveries. So we started uh, operating in Ghana, and every week, averagely, we deliver about, deliver about 4,000 deliveries um, every week in Ghana, um, flying to very rural communities, um, serving hard-to-reach communities that are very difficult to get to by road, uh, communities that are in very hard-to-reach areas on islands, and also communities that are in mountainous areas. Um, we delivered. We deliver medical products, blood products vaccines. And during the COVID um, period, when COVID COVID was at its height, um, we were able to do a lot. We were able to deliver more than 2 million doses of COVID vaccines to be able to support the government of Ghana in trying to achieve herd immunity when the the, the condition was at its peak. Um, But aside that, when it comes to routine deliveries of the routine um, immunization vaccines as well, We've delivered more than ten million doses of those as well. Mm. So it's an ongoing thing that we've been doing. And I'd say that since twenty nineteen up until now, we have really expanded our operations across the country. And so and, what's the um,
5: way forward? Yeah. So so what's the way forward? I mean what are what are the lessons you've learned and how do you hope to improve and reach uh, the other underserved communities?
15: Yes. Yeah, so um yeah. We glad to of the way to um, include a lot more of the other communities so that we can effectively be able to cover a lot more um, parts to reach areas. So um, if everything goes well, we should have more distribution centers, which we will be working on pretty soon, to cover other parts of the country. Aside um, aside that since we started operations, there's a lot of continuous improvement. Um, the drones versions that we started with, the systems that we started working with, are not the ones that we are using now. We are now even using even more robust um, drone delivery uh, drones that are able to go further and so when we started operations in 2019 we were able to go about 80 kilometers in and out but now we are able to do at about 100 kilometers in and out and so we are continually improving our system to be able to serve but i think the learnings have been i been that we've got a lot of support from the ministry of health we've got a lot of support from the ghana health service and this has been more of a collaboration and it, has, it wouldn't have been successful without their willingness and their support to integrate. Mm And so I'll say that we are continually working to integrate further within the supply chain, the healthcare supply chain in the country, so that we can always be available to keep supporting the health system. Um, in terms
2: of health
5: system Uh, strength. Thank you for your time this evening. Samuel Okufu is operations lead at Fulfillment for Zipline and we'll be tracking the other places you mentioned. Joy News will be visiting you. It's now time for business with Mm. Beverly Broom.
7: Coming up in business, Western North records highest regional inflation rates of 67.3%, far higher than the national rate of 45%. We have details from the government statistician. and International Monetary Fund projects Ghana's debt to GDP ratio will rise further to hit 98.7% by the end of this year. Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Ghana Pay and Alliance Life.
5: Isn't life wonderful when everything worth doing is scheduled? Hitting the stop button on your alarm just in time for your morning job. That happy moment listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office. arranged virtual meeting with that big client.
2: Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly or monthly by dialing star 170 hash option 3 and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what are we doing today. MTN.
7: Welcome back. This is Business on Night With me, Beverly Broom. We settle for the details now. The Western North Region recorded inflation rate of 67.3%, showing the highest regional figure for the month of March. This is far above the national inflation rate for March, which fell to 45%. According to the According to the Ghana Statistical Service, the rate puts the region ahead of other administrative regions for the first time since its creation. This is followed by the Bono region with 51.3% influenced by non-food commodity prices. Addressing journalist in Accra, government statistician Professor Samuel Kobna-Enim announced that the Volta region rate of 25.6% is the least in the country
12: regional perspective, we identified the Western North recording the highest rate of inflation of 67.3% and the Volta region recording the least rate of inflation of 25.6%. Disaggregating the, the National rate of inflation from a food and non food perspective, we recorded food inflation 50.8% and non food inflation 40.6%, indicating a 10.2 percentage point drop, percentage point difference between food and non food inflation. Food inflation saw a much sharper drop as it recorded 59.1% for the month of February 2023, indicating an 8.3 percentage point difference from a food inflation perspective and a 7.3%. Three percentage point difference from a non-food perspective.
7: Government statistician Professor Samuel Kobna ain't him there. Meanwhile, Economist and Research Lead at GCB Capital, Courage Buti is predicting inflation will be slowing down further in the coming months due to the base drift effect. Mr. Buti believes the downward trend is sustainable till the end of the year. He spoke earlier to Joy business.
18: We are in an era now where base effects will pull inflation down in the next few months. We are also in an era where the city quite, is quite responding to the optimism that IMF deal is imminent. And what we need to do at this point in time, I believe, is to rally on the back of that balance of payment support that is imminent. And then the other internal initiatives that we have long counted, but never really got going uh domestic industrialization and reducing our reliance on import and all of that and effective ways of managing the the domestic effects market check the activities of the uh, black market people check activities of people who are uh, the speculators really to try to bring certainty into the regulation of that market when we do those ones out so probably end of year you will see base effect and the currencies dynamics and oil pricing dynamics actually impact inflation. That is what will sustain the trend to around 28% per my personal projection.
7: Away from inflation issues and the International Monetary Fund is projecting that Ghana's debt to GDP ratio will rise further to reach almost ninety-nine percent by the end of this year. This was captured in a fiscal monetary report released at the ongoing IMF World Bank spring meetings in Washington DC, USA. Our correspondent George Riafe has the rest of the story.
4: Despite the ratio going up at the end of this year. The fund was optimistic that it will slow down to ninety three percent by the end of twenty twenty four. However, one is not sure that the IMF did de- factor the domestic debt exchange program that government is currently undertaking and how that would impact on the debt numbers at the end of this year. This is because government has maintained that the program will end up reducing the total debt stock significantly at the end of 2023. Some economists have also argued that the more than 500 billion Ghana cities debt will reduce marginally in the first quarter of this year based on how the Ghana city has stabilized marginally against the US dollar. But a careful look at the report shows that it will indeed be going up by some 5% this year from the November 2022 ending data. It is not clear for now whether that will be influenced by the proposed slowdown in economic growth for this year or the fact that government may not be able to convince all the bondholders to restructure their debts the bank of ghana and its summary of economic and financial data report ending march two thousand and twenty three packed the value of ghana's economy ending december two thousand and twenty two at six hundred and sixteen billion ghana cities however when it comes to the total debt stock ending November 2022, it was pegged at 575.7 billion Ghana in The fiscal monetary report has also classified Ghana as a low-income developing country. The move is coming at a time where there have been reports suggesting that based on Ghana's debt reaching on sustainable levels, Ghana has now returned to the highly indebted poor country status.
7: My colleague George Riaffi there uh, with that report. Now, away from that, the Energy Commission of Ghana has hinted at a ban on imported electrical cables that do not meet the minimum energy efficiency performance standards requirement. According to its General Secretary Engineer, Oscar Monu, the commission is currently working on a legal instrument which is expected to be passed by Parliament soon. Speaking to Joy Business at the 10th anniversary of the electrical wiring program, he explained that the moving is part of efforts to prevent fire outbreaks.
6: There's an ally which is coming up very soon where we have worked with Ghana Standards Authority to um, certify cables or we've been able to prescribe certain standards of cables that can only be used in Ghana. So this ally is going to come in to give it that weight and that power so that if you don't use those standardized cables as prescribed by the Ghana Standards Authority, you cannot get your place um, wired. So we've been able to work uh, with the certified electrical wiring professionals as well so that in collaboration with them and Ghana Senators Authority, we're going to ensure that these things are done. So we're going to get rid of substandard cables and inferior cables and inferior um, wiring materials so as to be able to reduce the spate of, of fire out based in such facilities.
7: And that's the end of business news on Newsnight brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Ghana Pay and Alliance Live. I am Beverly Broome. Over to you. Uh, Do you have an ever name? Uh, no. No. Actually, I'm not Ever. I'm Ga, so ah, I'm Koko. Oh, oh, but
10: you're married koko. to whatever,
7: Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. So we'll give and you today is his birthday, so Oh, yeah. happy, happy birthday, birthday. Mr. Broom. <laughs> yes, we so are. she has Kekeli. Mm-hmm. Should we give you And one? I have Eli Kem and <laughs> Maui. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so Kekeli, Eli Kem, and then
10: MFA. MFA. Mm-hmm.
7: Nice. On News
5: Nights. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Broom. Thank you. Too. It's now time to pick some of your comments here on News Nights. And this is from Kofi Sedwi, who says, the reduction of inflation... Is is nothing unless it's linked with the total reduction of goods and services in the markets. And uh, it's interesting. This is actually vice versa, according to the statistician we spoke to. Uh, but um, this is good evening. Uh, the government statistician is economical with the truth. How can food inflation reduce? In this lean season, he says, these cooked figures are helping government to understand the real issues on the ground. Um, okay. This is from Philip from Tongo, thank you. Keep those comments coming through. Uh, We'll pick a few more of those comments here, well, in subsequent uh, bulletins, but we'll bring you some other stories here on News Night and leadership of the NDC in the Volta region. Hasland calls questioning the basis for the approval of one Jones Mensah in the just concluded parliamentary Aspirant vetting. In a petition to the party's appeals committee, petitioner Senanu Joko, among other concerns, says his rival Jones Mensah does not meet the four years mandatory membership requirement of the party to contest in the primaries.
10: But member of the vetting Committee and regional secretary of the party and also uh, James Guno maintains that the committee was diligent in its work. We'll hear from him shortly. But my colleague James Kwisiyaviji uh, joins us in studio. Um, he's been looking at both petitions and joins us with details. So James, briefly, what are the key concerns raised in this uh, petition that you've been looking at? So
16: two key issues. First is that Mr. Jones-Mensah registered as a member of the NDC in Keta uh, constituency just last year during the branch executive elections. Uh, therefore does not meet regulations two one, uh, 2.13 of the party's guidelines for electing parliamentary candidates. Now the petitioner also noted that an investigation which was opened into allegations uh, about his uh, assurment membership uh, of the same person have not been concluded before the candidate was cleared to contest. It is at the back of all of this that the petitioner
5: wants the appeals committee to look into matter matter. Mm, And James, Mr. Jones, Mensah's camp has been responding uh, to these allegations raised in that petition. What exactly has been the response?
16: Yes, so Mr. Jones, uh, uh, through his lawyers, refuted the claims. They said, according to the guidelines of the party, Mr. Jokoto does not have the locals to file for the disqualification of another candidate. Now, according to his lawyers, the petition of Mr. Jokoto is, quote, actuated by deep-seated malice against Jones Mensah and nothing else.
5: Oh, thank you, James Avedji, There, giving us details of those two petitions. Meanwhile, a member of the Vetting Committee and Regional Secretary of the party, James Gunu, maintains the committee was diligent in its work.
17: We are very okay and satisfied with the job that we have done and we believe that we have done a very good job um, and one of the best jobs so far in the history of the party in the region, and if um, the questions are being raised with the the the, the uh, appeal, who is supposed to appeal? You can see clearly what the the the, the position of the guideline as far as appeal is concerned. The position of the guideline that is uh, section seven point two of the of the, the, the guidelines, you know, talks about appeal. If you are an aspirant and you are dissatisfied with your vetting, the outcome of your vetting, you have the right, you know, and the outcome of your vetting can be positive or negative. So if your the outcome of your, your vetting is positive, we have qualified you and you are still dissatisfied with your own qualification. You have the right to appeal, and the appeals committee will look into it and say that okay, um, voting committee, this aspirant has actually appealed against being members of the party in other region, in a branch in other region, transferring their membership or. Uh, the vetting committee seen a letter indicating their active membership in those branches, including members of the party in foreign uh, chapters. You understand? So that is what, uh, the, why the vetting committee came to that conclusion and cleared Mr. Jules Mensah to uh, contest because we look at even the the qualification and disqualification um, clauses in.
5: James Gunow is member of the Vetting Committee and Voter Regional Secretary of the NDC. Still on the Vetting in the NDC, the party has directed all parliamentary aspirants to sign an oath of loyalty and allegiance as part of the Vetting requirement. The party has directed the Vetting Committee's put on hold uh, the Vetting process of all aspirants who fail to adhere to that directive. My colleague James Kwisiaviji is still in the studio. James, so uh, just give us highlights of the the statement detailing this. So, the
16: statement among other things will compel the aspirant to uh, actually swear to the allegiance and the values of the party Uh, and most importantly will be that they would subject themselves to the party decision at all levels and subject themselves to the direct control to the direct direction sorry control and command of the party
10: so, we're getting ready for Champions League. Thank you very much, James. I'm sure you love your football. Uh, we'll <laughs> wait for that action shortly. And, and and
16: my blues is playing this oh, evening.
11: <laughs>
10: <laughs> well, let's uh, look at climate focus uh, tonight. And as climate change impacts countries around the world, scientists in Ghana are hard at work establishing how much the country is contributing to the crisis. Joining East Climate Correspondent Mahmoud Mohammed Nuruddin has been speaking to officials on the project.
16: The activity of the Bia forestation is expected to shed light on carbon cycling and more generally on the ecological feedback of tropical forests with respect to climate
11: change currently uh, the lead scientists are uh, working on the carbon flux monitoring projects that is under the Earth Observation Research Innovation Center Dr. Caleb Mensa, is with the, the Department the of the Atmospheric
16: and Climate Sciences and a researcher with the Earth Observation Research and, research and, research and, research research and research research Innovation Center at the University of Energy and Natural
11: Resources. We know that trees through photosynthesis are able to absorb a lot of this carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. And these carbon dioxide are, these are part of these greenhouse gases that have a lot of this warming effects that we have been experiencing now. He says the 80 covariance sensors installed on the
16: 56 meter tower are critical to understanding how much carbon the forest
11: both seasonally and annually. And to enable us improve upon our data, that's when it comes to the efficiency of these trees to really sequester carbon dioxide. If we are able to understand how well they are really able to sequester carbon, then when we go for green planting, at least we know the kind of trees that are able to really sequester a lot of this carbon. Then we can know how well to plant most of these trees and how to even protect. These trees from them going to extinction,
5: and that was for Climate Focus. And, and MFL, before we hand over to the sports team, let me introduce you to Opia Mensa. Mm-hmm. Despite his battle with leprosy, a chronic and infectious disease, he nurtured a passion for singing. He's a resident at the Wajah Leprosarium and he still dreams of becoming a renowned musician. Michael Ashley has more. <laughs>
19: Pierre
12: Mensa, a singing sensation living with leprosy. Born in 1942, he has more than 100 songs to his collection.
19: God gave me talent to small, so I'm a small boy and, and again, that I'm no singing. I have no sake. I don't remember, but I start for 1917. 73. I, I start music. He produces unique music in which he occasionally whistles. His songs are inspired by his life stories and events close to him. Mama, they born me. Mama, they born me in 1942. You know, the God gave me talent. so. When I see something, I i make sounds. Yeah, when I see something, somebody do me bad, I almost make sounds. Before he developed fatal injuries from the leprosy,
12: he was active and performed from his collection of songs to happy crowds at various
19: bus terminals across the country. 1950 something. I started there. Yeah, I keep. I'm all right. I go my home. When I go to my home they say come back again so i go to angkafo angkafo throw treat me i won't correct before he leave me the music i like you know, so i go around round to pray sounds i go to Masi, I go to Taquari, I go Tema. i go everywhere keep everywhere i go and pray sounds opian menster was forced to live at the wager leprosarium after his
12: condition took a turn for the worse.
19: they are there for temer station the station i did there in
5: 1992 I stay for my station. Together by my colleague Michael Ashley and we are just warming up to that big one between Chelsea and Real Madrid and I say this without any reservation that I am a supporter of Real Madrid the Kings and Queens I'm saying Queens because yeah we are the feminine side of the team Kings and Queens of the Champions League undisputed
10: three-time
5: back-to-back back winners Chelsea could not contain the glory when they won it the last time and see how the team is struggling. Please, Chelsea fans, I'm sorry, but eat your meals.